Are you a passionate business owner or entrepreneur ready to take your message to the world? Do you dream of launching your own podcast but don't know where to start? Introducing my eight-week Start Your Podcast program designed to guide you every step of the way in creating and launching your podcast. In this program, you'll learn the essential skills needed to craft engaging content, record high-quality episodes, and market your podcast effectively to reach your target audience. I will work closely with you providing personalized guidance and feedback to ensure your podcast stands out in a crowded digital space. But hurry, spots are limited and applications for our upcoming cohorts are closing soon. Don't miss this opportunity to turn your podcast dreams into a reality and launch your podcast this summer visit our website donnaede.com forward slash apply and apply now to secure your spot in our next cohort together let's make your podcasting vision a success you're listening to the mindset and action podcast the place to be to grow and streamline your business i'm your host donna Eve. let's jump into the show Sometimes you have to take a step back to move forward. Erica Taylor. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am so excited to have you here today because I have an absolutely awesome lady with me who is a podcaster herself. So we'll hear about that in a little bit. But um, today we are going to be talking about all sorts of things in business. We're going to be telling stories. So uh, grab your cup of tea, sit down, relax for a little bit and join us for this conversation. Libby, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's nice to be here. <laughs> I We spoke before Christmas and we were on a networking event that was absolutely bonkers. It was so quick, so fast paced. And I was just like completely lost in it all, to be honest with you. But Libby stood out for me and I was like, I need that woman on my podcast. I heard that she had her own podcast and I was like, yes, let's do it. So we had a conversation. We got on really well. And and here we are. So Libby, introduce yourself to my listeners tell them a little bit not too much because we're going to go into your story a little <laughs> bit more but a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do okay I'm Libby Langley I'm a business coach first and foremost and I'm also a podcaster as you say and an author so I like to feel that I've ticked all the boxes there yes yes <laughs> I, I've still got the book to go but it's there and I, hopefully this year I'm going to get it out but uh, yeah I'm very excited <laughs> And I'm excited to dive into your book too. So I have it here. I bought it just be just just before Christmas, I think. It came just before Christmas and I'm halfway through. Um, not because I'm a slow reader, because I tell you what, guys, if you're somebody who sort of dreads buying books because they're really heavy on words mm -hmm. and the writing's really small and you think it's going to take you forever, Libby's book is fantastic. It is bite-sized chunks. Now, I read it 10 minutes in the morning before I get out of bed. And the great thing about it is I think you could literally just open it up and read a couple of pages and you're still going to get something from it. It's not something you necessarily need to read in chronological order. And I absolutely love it. So I know that once I've finished it, it's going to be a book that I'm just going to open up on a morning where I'm just feeling a bit blah and I'm going to read something that says, just pull up pull up your bootstraps and get on with it. <laughs> and I think it's fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about the book and how that came to be. Okay. Life in Business came out in February 2023. So at the time of recording, it's just coming up for a year, which is, is mad to think about. <laughs> well, I mean, I've always thought that I've had a book in me, right? And when I first started my business back in 2011, everybody I kind of knew was writing a book to support 
to support their knowledge, right? To support what they knew. So it's always been like the norm, a normal thing, I suppose, in my world. And it just was never the right time. Mm. I think I was on such, I've been on quite the business journey um, since 2011. And I think just something clicked in 2022 for me. Um, so I launched my podcast and was I wrote the book in, uh, towards the end of 2022. And I just knew that I was in the right place in my business and in my life to be able to pull something together that really helped people. Mm. And like you say, it's it's bite-sized lessons and anecdotes um, and, and bits of guidance and motivation for anybody in business, in very small businesses. I mean, you could read it if you're in, your, if you're in a corporate for sure, but it's aimed at, at business, solo business owners, really. And my objective with it was is just to make business a bit easier mm. because it's it, it's not easy. And anybody who says it is, I don't know, it's probably lying, but it just yeah. it, it isn't it isn't easy. There's there's always tough times and there's always downsides to it. But my my real kind of raison d'etre, I guess, as a business coach is to make everything easier, simpler and realize that you can do more without doing more mm. <laughs> if that makes sense. you can achieve more without doing more it's about just understanding what it is that you're doing and understanding how to run a business so yeah they a lot of that comes across and comes across in the in the book I know yeah definitely and I think that's a really important lesson to learn as a business owner because I think we often overcomplicate it ourselves mm -hmm. we make it harder than it needs to be no it's not easy but it doesn't need to be as hard as we make it out to be <laughs> <laughs> and that's true and and social media is a you know I'm a big fan of social media you know I've been in the online digital world since 2009 but it's it's terrible for making you feel like you need to do more be bigger be better right yes. you know there's always people screaming at you that you need to do 10k months and and achieve this goal and it's you know it's just like hang on a minute but why yeah. where are you now how hard do you want to work or how many hours do you want to work? How do you want your week to be structured? What would you, what would be a really good income for you? It's like, okay, well, let's focus on that then. It doesn't matter what the Instagram gurus are telling you that you need to do or, you know, matter what you should do. Yeah. Do what you want to do. Yeah. And that really leads us nicely into uh, talking about your journey in business, because I feel like um, from what I have read um, that you kind of, came out of corporate and kind of fell into that <laughs> typical what you should be doing, built mm. a fantastic business, built a team, we're growing. So tell us a little bit about that journey from, from leaving corporate and how you kind of built your business at the start there. Yeah, I started, um, I worked in education. I worked in the, so I worked in the public sector. Um, but I, 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 I am corporate commercial rather than you know, kind of the funded. I think it was your nickname that made me think corporate and keep the corporate thing. <laughs> the ice queen that they used to call me. Yeah, I mean that's that's scary. That I God, I haven't thought about that for ages. That's in the front. That's in the start of the book, isn't it? Yeah. yeah wow. No, it's true. Um. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of quite hard faced. Um. Yeah. That's how. That's how you. That's how I thought you got ahead in life, right? Because mm. that's what we're kind of told to do. But it all came to a head. Um. I was a commercial person in a funded world and there were lots of heads clashing. So I left, I left my job and I was already a qualified tutor because I worked in education. So I'd got that. And my MBA, I was just finishing and my dissertation was in social media marketing strategy and corporate communication, which is pretty 
pretty sexy. Mm. Um, and so I just thought, you know what, I can probably make some money teaching people how to use social media because I've been doing that in the college. So that's how I started. And then I joined an entrepreneur's, um, a UK-based entrepreneur's um, membership. And the message from that, oh, it was absolutely invaluable, the people that I met and the, you know, the, the world that I, I moved in. But the message was often build a million pound business, grow your team, build a million pound business, grow your team. So, I mean, I just did, right? That's mm-hmm. just not the million pounds quite, but, um, you know, I just did because that's what we were, that's all I knew, right? You, when you start a business, you don't know anything. You know how to do the do. You know how to be the mm. practitioner. You can be brilliant at that, but you don't know how to run a business. And so I absorbed everything that I could, built this agency, really, agency model, where we did a lot of social media management for people. And there were five of us at its height with an office, um, you know, very well branded and very kind of, I mean, it wasn't corporate because we all wore jeans and went to the pub and I don't know did more interesting stuff but it was but it was structured like a traditional business would be mm. so you know we we worked kind of nine to five-ish and except me of course does the 7.45 to 6 p.m. plus, 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 you know. So mm. I built this thing for me that was turning over an awful lot of money but was incredibly expensive to run because staff were expensive and offices were expensive. And so the social media management work was was funding was funding all that really. But a lot of the work I was doing was coaching strategy work, which I still do now, which is what I love. And that money was kind of like, hmm, hang on a minute. So a lot of this is going to other people. Something's not something's not right here. So I went to a conference in the States, Social Media Marketing World, which I've been to eight times or something since I 2013. I am so jealous of that. When I read that, I was like, oh, Matthew, social media. It's so normal for me. I've been to San Diego's conference. I've been to Traffic and Conversion over there. I've been to um, Content Marketing, what was it called? Content Marketing World, I think, in um, Cleveland, Ohio. I've been to the States to conferences so many times that I don't even think how big a thing it is because I first did it in 2013 and I'd only been in business, what, 14, 15 months then. Mm. So, But I went there and I was talking to some friends of mine, business friends of mine out there. um, And I just said, you know, I'm not happy. I'm working so hard and I'm paying other people's wages and they are amazing staff and we've got some great clients, but this isn't what I wanted. So I went home and I made them all redundant and Mm. I gave up my office and I, since then, I think that was 2015, I think. So since then, nine years this year, I've been working on my own, delivering, delivering strategy, doing coaching. um, And yeah, stopped doing the social media management a long time ago. Thank God, because it's a totally different world now. Much, that'd be much harder work. And I, I haven't regretted it at all, but it's just such a massive decision to make when it's you on your own you know I've yeah. made people redundant before um god I sound awful don't know but I've made people redundant before in jobs you know my previous job uh, but you've got an HR department you've got policies and rules that yeah. everybody understands and it's not on you but when it's you and your own business it's it, yeah it's personal but I mean I'm still in touch with them all I went to one of them weddings last summer you know it's all it's kind of all cool everybody under, understood but yeah it's tough so that's tough a big part of a big part of my journey and a massive learning for me yeah and I think it's it's a great learning for other people which is why Mm. I wanted us to talk about it because Mm -hmm. I think we do kind of fall into this trap and you are the second person in my world who I know who has built a team 
and then gone back to being just you. Mm. And I wanted to talk about what that looks like and how you kind of juggle it, because I think there is there's this kind of tipping point where you take on work and you and you're doing the work and you're enjoying the work but then there's a point where there's no more hours in the day for you but you've mm-hmm. still got people asking and how do you kind of manage that to keep the balance in your favor so you don't end up with the like I I need I need more people I need more help um how do you, how do you kind of pull it back and keep it keep it where you're happy sometimes very well and sometimes appallingly you know <laughs> I have to say December 23 and, and January 24 are extraordinarily busy months for me um so I'm uh, my time isn't how I would ideally want it to be but this is the thing about understanding how businesses work because when you're in a period of growth which I am at the moment you put the hours in and then you have the 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 rebalance, if you mm. like. And then you have another crazy, crazy period of growth. You know, I cannot work how I'm working for longer than a two or three month period because I will die. This mm. is just, <laughs> yeah. So, so accepting that having work life balance and you know what I what I help everybody w- with working working less and earning more. You know, my book Life in Business is called Easy Ways to Work Less, Earn More, and Embrace True Happiness. But it doesn't mean that you can do that all you can do that all the time. So that's the first the first thing to kind of acknowledge and, and accept. And I do have support from people. I don't have a I don't employ a team, but there are people that I work with. Mm. So, from for example, my podcast, I could learn how to edit it. I, I had to say to myself, you don't need you don't need this knowledge. You can pay <laughs> someone else to do it who can already do it. You will save all that time and. So that was that was a big that was quite another big thing for me actually because um I like to do everything myself. I like to know it all and I like to I like to be able to do it and then I can help other people and all that. But the same with the book was I had a book coach and she did all the design, she did all the tech stuff with Amazon because again, I could have learned it, mm-hmm. but I had to say just pay someone else to do it. And now I have I have a VA who does some stuff for me um, and, you know, kind of like people who do bits and bobs, which I find a really helpful team because they're all specialists in the thing that, that they they do. So I can just focus on supporting my clients and marketing myself, really. They're kind of my two key jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really important thing to kind of to to find in your business is that where do I need the help? what's going to be more beneficial to pay for rather than learn myself because you getting somebody else to edit your podcast means that you know the hour they spend doing that would have been two hours that you would have spent doing it because you plus don't really learning know what how you're to, doing yeah exactly. plus learning how to do it so it's and like... then you get that back to serve your clients which yeah. you can charge more than you're paying the editor to edit sure. your podcast so there's there's a balance there to be be found and I think that's one of the things that I love about your book is it's all these little tips of you know how to sort of run your business and the things that you need to look at doing um when you're just starting out and you don't know because there Mm. is no roadmap it's like anything in life I think because we always say that about children like oh you don't they don't come with a manual neither does business when you're starting a business of your own 
it doesn't come with a step-by-step process because nobody's ever done it the way you're going to do it. You know, your your own unique selling point and the way you want to do it is going to be different to other people. And yes, there are things that we need to learn and there are things that you kind of need to look at. Okay, I need to take some advice on this. But the core essence is it needs to be you and it needs to be what you're happy with. So I think it's really good to kind of see your journey and see how you've brought that back to a place of joy for yourself rather than this overwhelm. (laughs) Well, and it's what you say is just so right. And this is this is this is kind of the biggest transformation that my clients get, really. It's they think they want one thing because Mm. we all think that we want to grow. Right. But what do you want to do? Well, I want to earn money, more money. I want to have a bigger business. And it's like, but by working together, it's like, what do you actually want? Mm-hmm. And there's, I try and kind of destigmatize the fact that people might only want to earn 30 grand a year because you've got to, you've got to earn a hundred grand, right? If you're not mm-hmm. earning at least a hundred grand, who even are you? Yeah. But if you, you even if, have a business, <laughs> yeah, what kind of person are you? But uh, no goals, no ambition. But if you, if you want to earn 30 grand a year, amazing fine work out how to do it if you want to earn 50 grand a year that also is incredible 60 70 whatever it is Mm. or 200 you know I mean it doesn't there's no right or wrong here but there is definitely a stigma with wanting to have a business that perhaps doesn't turn over millions but gives you exactly the life and the income that you really you really want and I think that's really empowering to just Mm. say this is what I want and this is how I'm going to do it. And I don't care how batshit crazy you all think I am because it's making me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important. So important to know your true why for having your business and wanting to earn money. Because, yeah, you can say I want to grow, but but why do you want to grow? If it's because you think it's going to give you more time back because you're going to have more money so you can go on more holidays it's probably mm-hmm. not the actual way to do it. So uh, I think it's really important, one, to kind of understand that as you're listening to this, but also, you know, you said you worked with a book coach. Um, I have a coach, my own, that I do a group coaching with. And I think it's so important to have those kind of people in your corner. Yeah. And this is something that um, originally I wanted to talk to you about, and that was um, – the self-investment when it comes to businesses. I think especially when people are starting out in business, they just don't know where to put their money. Mm -hmm. They don't know who to trust. Um, And there's things coming at you on social media, left, right and centre. I know when I started my business, um, you know, and I've been in and out of business since I was about 18 years old because I was a a young mum um, and I was a single mum. So I was tr- doing everything I could to try and work around my daughter. So I was in and out of different businesses when she was younger. And um, when 2020 hit was when I decided to to go back into business for myself. <laughs> I mean, I decided in 2019, if it had Excellent been 2020, I it. probably wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I thought I had more knowledge I thought I had a better standpoint because I run a photography business for Mm. 10 years, but I knew who I could trust in that industry. I knew who to put my money into and I learned what I needed to learn. Coming into this business, I thought I needed one thing. I paid an awful lot of money for it. It didn't result in all of these, you know, um, great 
testimonial, amazing experiences that everybody else had had with this particular Mm. person, I didn't get those results. And then I felt like, oh, I've just wasted my money. I shouldn't have put it in there. I should have kept it in my pocket and I should have spent it somewhere else. But the thing is, is that I didn't know the where else to spend it. So Mm. if somebody is very young in their business or even, you know, with business knowledge, but perhaps in a new industry, um, where would you suggest when it self-development is so important? And I know you can talk about the importance of um, buying development for yourself. Um, where is it best to sort of start out? What would you suggest as, you know, before you do anything else, do this? <laughs> I mean, the first, when you very first start a business, the, the, the thing to do is to find a decent accountant, you know, which is not, it's not necessarily like the shiny route to go, but it, it having a grasp on those numbers and knowing that your tax, tax return is going to be the most efficient and accurate as possible. Mm. Do that. And you'll meet, you know, you can get recommendations locally for, for people like that. Somebody that, somebody always knows an accountant, right? And yeah. if you like them, then that's, then that's fine. So that goes, that's kind of like the the business structure side, they'll help you with what kind of business um, setup you want. You know, if you want to be limited or sole trader or whatever, or an accountant's a really good person to have on your team. But in terms of actually kind of right, what am I doing? You know, that's that those sort of questions. Then somebody like a business coach, I think is absolutely invaluable because you can buy courses that will teach you specific things Mm. and you might need those because you might want to learn some specific skills but anybody who's trying to teach you a certain formula to achieve X will not be able, because they're selling a formula, not be able to kind of give you this bespoke support that you need. And so my experience, I've bought, uh, I don't know, I've probably spent 120 grand on my own professional development over the years. I'm uh, I'm sure. More mm. maybe. One day I'll, no, I never will add it up. No, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll have it. No, no. But it's, the most value I've got from stuff has been when I've worked one-to-one or really high touch with people. And that may be considerably more expensive, but the first time I worked with a coach one-to-one, she was in Australia, actually. I just found her online, but I kind of liked her stuff, Mm. you know, and felt she was good. And we worked one-to-one for three months and it was two grand a month. And I think this was 2015, 16, a lot of money back then. I mean, it's not insignificant amount of money now but it was a lot of money back then but she helped me build something to create something that brought me 20 grand back in those three months so it's absolutely worth the investment and mm. I've inv- I invested 15 grand in a program on how to scale an online business oh my god I'm so embarrassed to even talk about this it was atrocious and I did end up getting some money back from it and I was quite mentally scarred and I think that that was let me just think which house I was living in at the time I think that that was 2020. So that oh, wow. wasn't very long ago. And I'd no. already been in business for nine years by then. So these mistakes, learning points, mm-hmm. <laughs> learning opportunities still happen. But my my advice would be to not make any quick decisions and to get to know the person, to talk to them in the messages, whether it's a group program or whether it's one-to-one coaching and to, to get to know them and to find out if you like them or, or trust them and think about the way that you really want to learn or you want to get to support. And for me, it's absolutely about being able to talk to people. 
Mm. Absolutely. I would rather work one-to-one with people or be in a program where there is a call where you can actually ask the questions, right? That really, really matters to me. Self-study, I'll probably never do it if I'm honest. Funnily enough, I did a post on um, social media on LinkedIn this morning about this exact thing. So it's coincidental, (laughs) you know, great at buying. Oh yeah, I'd like to learn how to do that. You buy the thing, you never do it. Mm. Whereas if you'd spent possibly 10 times as much having proper coaching support, Yes. You would actually get the stuff done. Therefore, whilst it's a bigger outlay, the return on investment is is way higher. Because if you buy a course for 100 quid and never do it, you might as well put that money in the bin. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And I know there are people out there like I'm somebody who really enjoys... Um, self-study I am a huge learner I will buy courses I will do them Um, I'm finding it harder and harder I think as I grow older to Mm. actually find the time to 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 do them but I have in the past done them but with my program it's a done with you program because I know how important that self that that touch point with the tutor is and I feel like I I just don't want to spend money on courses that don't involve contact with the person who's done it anymore like and then that was the same with coaching like um my coach said oh I've got a a group thing that I do on a Monday on Zoom you can come and join that it's like the cheapest thing I do you can get and I was like it's not going to do me I don't I need Mm. I need more of you and I need it to be in person that was my thing is like I want to work with a coach that I can be with in person and that I feel like I'm not inconveniencing you by asking a question because <laughs> yeah. there are 20 other people in the room and so we do go on sorry that was terrible I just interrupted <laughs> you then but I was just going to say that I think kind of the point the point of 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 this uh, is that investing bigger money won't always get you bigger results mm-hmm. but in investing in I spent 15 grand on the course yeah um, <laughs> but investing in a person who you know can guide you is 99% of the time absolutely worth that. And it will cost you more than buying lots of courses off the shelf, but it will get you your results faster. Yeah. And it will it will pay it will pay dividends in yeah. what you can achieve achieve with that. And I think that that's that's kind of to answer the original question. I think that's kind of the that's the the decision to make. You know, it it's sometimes a real stretch to invest in stuff. But if you're investing in the right stuff, it's absolutely worth it. Like my book coach, right? They, I mean I can't remember, a couple of grand or something. And, you know, the book wouldn't have come out without me doing that because I, you know, I could have written it, but the rest of it wouldn't have happened. So it makes things happen. And if you really want these things to happen, getting someone who knows what they're doing to do done with you, to, to, to talk it through to, you know, what, or, or to do it entirely themselves is absolutely, is absolutely worth it. So buying, this is this blueprint for twenty seven dollars. Mm. Is it's a false economy? Right? Yeah, I think it's a false economy in business. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of our conversation, which is terrible because I think we could probably talk for another hour <laughs> quite easily. Um, but I think we've had an important discussion there about growth in business and knowing that you know, you don't have to be the biggest to be the best and that actually smaller is sometimes better. You know, great things come in small packages and just sort of, 
being conscious of where you're placing your money and do your research. And that's what I've kind of got out of today's conversation. So thank you for that, Libby. Um, I have a little quick fire round that I like to do with my um, guests so that my audience can just get a little little bit of a uh, little bit of background about the things that you like to do and uh, where you're coming from i think uh, people can learn a lot from these questions so if you're all right i've got a couple of questions for you go on then i'm ready Take grace fire. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the book obviously you've written your own book so you can't say your own book um <laughs> what is the book that has made the biggest impact on your life so far in terms of a business book, then it was absolutely Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. I read it, first of all, probably in about 2014. And it's about delivering customer service and being nice to people. <laughs> really, it's <Double> idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you know, it's from Tony Shea set up. Um, oh, my God, I've completely forgotten the name of the company this is my like you know it's my age right um <laughs> he set up no it's not going to come and um they got ended up being bought out by amazon they did shoe delivery in the states and one thing that he did in the call center was spend as long as you like on the phone and which is radical right mm -hmm. call centers like bang 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 and it was all about customer service and I was so impressed with this book. And I've, I don't know, I should be on commission for it because I don't know how many people I've told over the years. But <laughs> I, I actually went to Zappos. I actually went to the Zappos headquarters in Vegas with somebody when I had a team with one of the guys who worked with me. And we went on a customer service course out there to, to try and kind of learn more about it. So, yeah, Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. Really that good sounds book. fab. Love that one. Okay. And what is your go-to snack when you're in a hurry? I think if I am in a hurry, then I mean, at home, I would just like quickly have some toast. It's not a very exciting snack, is it? But it's like the quickest thing that you can just get out and eat. And you can even eat it while you're walking or whatever. So in the car, yeah. jam yeah. on your trousers. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I, meal times are like important for me. I, I know what I'm eating when I'm eating it, generally speaking. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm not a huge snacker, in all no, honesty. I prefer to eat my meals and then I'll probably have a little bit of chocolate after my dinner. And then that's kind of it. But during the day in between meals, I don't tend to, I'm not fussed. I used to be when I was younger. The older I get, the less I'm bothered about food. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, yeah, I like a bag of crisps sometimes, but I don't, um, no, I'm, I'll have my breakfast, I'll have a bit of stuff for lunch, and I'll have my tea, but I'm a big fan of using a slow cooker. Mm. So there's often something in the slow cooker. So even if you finish work late or you're really tired or something, it's like, da da! Yeah. This Dinner's morning, done. me was super prepped. So that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And also, I think that's probably why you, you sit yourself up in, in your third floor, isn't it? Because you can't smell the kitchen all the <laughs> For sure. <laughs> That's the problem with mine is that I'm on the same floor and it's oh, just no. smell. And yeah, I'm no, like... I'm miles away from my kitchen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, what is your ultimate me time thing to do when you're not working and you step away? What is your favourite thing to go and do? Do you know, I've got three things, actually, if I'm allowed three, but I'll go say on. them very quickly. <laughs> One is I really like watching documentaries. Mm. I find it's the Any learning particular thing. genre? Not necessarily. I've just watched the one about, um, oh God, my name, sorry. I can't remember his name. <laughs> about, about the preacher in um, Lagos. I can't remember his name now. That's terrible. I watched it last night. But um, I really like just 
I suppose, things about cults and about murderers and that kind of stuff. But honestly, about anything, we've got some great documentaries about sharks and all this kind of stuff. Mm. So I really like doing that. I also really like walking in the Peak District where we live because you get to switch off from everything. Mm. And I really like sleeping too. Big fan of sleeping. Yeah, me too. Brilliant. Well, I think you see even more things we have in common. I knew I knew I knew we were on the same wavelength. Right, guys. Um, thank you for joining us for this conversation. Libby, where can people find you? They can find me on LinkedIn if they search for Libby Langley. They can find me on Instagram. I'm at Libby Langley. My website is LibbyLangley.com. There's a theme there. <laughs> my book my book is called Life in Business and is available on Amazon and on Kindle and in paperback. And my podcast is also called Life in Business and that's on anywhere any podcast app any podcast app brilliant okay well there you go guys go and follow Libby I hope you gained something from today's conversation I certainly did and we will see you in the next one bye for now Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.